Welcome to Real Herbals Radio, show 241, recorded at Big Dog Studio in Eugene, Oregon. Today's show is brought to you by... If you'd like to learn more about making herbs a practical part of your daily life, pop on over to The Practical Herbalist and take a look at the many articles, the opportunities to learn, and you can get all of the podcasts from Real Herbalism Radio there too. That's thepracticalherbalist.com. Now here are your hosts. I'm Candace Hunter. I'm Patrick Hunter. And welcome, welcome to, to Real Herbalism Radio. Vinegars, 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 vinegars. Gallons of vinegars. And all I ever thought there was white vinegar. I didn't know that there was, you know, white vinegar and cider vinegar oh and, and and chickweed vinegar and 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 just any, the just the vinegar, vinegar just the vinegar bases alone. It seems like it's a, a phenomenal variety of vinegars and and vinegars that like red wine vinegar it didn't start off as vinegar, but it's red wine that has been made into vinegar or kombucha right. vinegar where the kombucha just got too sour to drink and right. we call it kombucha vinegar. Or apple cider that you were hoping to get an awesome hard cider with, but that didn't happen. That didn't work out. Right. Cider vinegar. I mean, rice wine vinegars. There's so many vinegars. There are so many vinegars. So many to choose from. And aside from the culinary part of you know vinegars and the things that we use um, to – make salad dressings with or, you know, um, pickle things, you know, have our pickles done with or, you know, or whatever. There's also all the herbal benefits of vinegar. Right. Yes. Vinegar alone has a ton of benefits, not the least of which is that it triggers digestive juices flowing. So if you have problems with digestion, taking a sour like a vinegar with your meals is a wise choice. It helps your body get the bile moving so it's going to do a better job of digesting your food. You want to break down as much of your food as possible before it leaves your stomach. And part of that is chewing, of course, and part of that is the stomach acid and the work that your stomach does. Mm -hmm. And the better you break it down, the easier it is going to be for the rest of your digestive system to do its job. So vinegar is really helpful in that. All of the sours are. Right. Um, I think uh, the fun part with with vinegars and you know with cami is just all the neat things you can do with them and how, how many yeah. different flavors you can come up with and not just you know eating them or drinking them or adding them to to things but the way that it can extract the medicinal properties mm-hmm. of the herbs that you're putting in there and even if you're not going to eat rosemary vinegar or thyme vinegar or whatever it is you, you definitely can do things with each of those that are not just about eating. Right. Because there's like when we make tinctures, that's like a lot of herbalists. That's what they do. They make tinctures. It's the first thing they do. They don't like work on the more practical and easy and approachable stuff like herbal vinegars. Right. Tinctures. I mean, you can use a tincture as a liniment. So you can use it topically to help ease muscle problems or, you know, as a topical antiseptic if you needed to. But they're actually kind of limited, whereas a herbal vinegar is not as limited. You can use it topically. You can use it internally. But you can also use it to clean your house. You can add it to your bath. I mean, no one's going to pour a gallon of or a, a pint, let's say, of tincture of yarrow into their bath water because that's a lot of alcohol. It's really expensive to do that. But you wouldn't even think twice about putting a yarrow vinegar into your bath water. In fact, it would be really nice. It would be, you know, deeply healing and it will help open up your pores, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, 
vinegar is just very versatile. Right. I mean, you know, in the bathroom sense of things, I mean, you used to use it for your hair all the time. I don't know if you still do. But yeah, I do off and on. Yeah. I A long time ago, I got angry about the fact that all the shampoos have so many things that they put in them, so many chemicals. Mm-hmm. And then if you just shampoo, then you have to also you, – your hair, at least for my stick straight hair, what ends up happening is my hair became – lifeless and it tangled really easily. So then I'd have to use a conditioner, which coats your hair with a bunch of chemicals that it leaves behind. And then every few weeks you would have to use um, essentially what was like a chemical stripper on your hair. I can't remember, but I think they called it deep cleanser or something like that. They had some Mm -hmm. fancy word. But it was essentially let's remove all the chemicals that our products have left behind on your hair. So you do this and then you use the deep conditioner to, you know, and it, it was expensive mm-hmm. and I didn't like the results. I mean, my hair sticks straight. It's got no body. Right. It's been that way since birth. It's never changed. And all the things I've tried haven't made it any better. So I finally got angry one day and decided I wasn't going to buy any more shampoo. I was just done. Mm. And I started just using the soap that I use on my body because I reasoned, well, you know, my head's covered with skin. It's the same skin that's <laughs> everywhere else. Why not, right? Right. And I don't know that that would work well if you were someone who has a lot of natural curl or natural body or hair that's a lot more coarse than mine. Right. Mine's baby fine. It sticks straight. It's, you know, mm. there's not a lot there. No. It works really well. And what I found is that I do that and every now and then, maybe once every couple of months, my hair will start to get more um, likely to snarl or tangle or it doesn't want to let go of the knots as well. And I don't remember who it was, but someone remarked a long, long time ago, like more than a decade ago about how, oh, well, that's the, you know, when that happens, what's happening is the the layers of your hair, I always call them follicles, but it's not really follicles. It's like sort of like scales, uh-huh. but I don't remember the proper scientific term. But those start to get roughed up. And then when they're roughed up, the tangles, it doesn't let go of the tangles. So all you have to do is find a way to smooth it out. And vinegar does that. Mm. So I do a vinegar rinse on my hair. It makes it really smooth and shiny and reduces the tangles. And the tangles are what, for me, often causes split ends because when I'm trying to comb them out, my hair is so fine that it can't withstand the pressure of the comb against the knot. And the ends all split and break. Do you do a specific flavor of vinegar? I do what I have. So a lot of times, like lately, I've been using kombucha vinegars. Because that's what you have. Because I have a lot of those. I, I didn't do a good job when I, I was – I go through phases of doing making kombucha. And I'll do it for like a year and then I'll start getting sick of making it and I won't you know, bottle it as quickly. And then I'll end up with these really, 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 really sour kombuchas. Which I won't drink. Which nobody would drink in right. their right mind. So then those be get set, jarred, they, they bottle those. And it usually takes me a couple of batches that I've done this on before I say, wait, I better stop making kombucha. So I'll jar them in gallon size or half gallon size lots and slowly use those up. Mm-hmm. And I have done things like infused um, cleavers and rosemary into them before. And with the cleavers, if I infuse cleavers into a really sour kombucha vinegar, I'll use it both internally and externally. 
because it tastes pretty good. Like when you think of it as just a vinegar, mm -hmm. I wouldn't sit there and drink it, no. no. But I would add it to salad dressing. I would use it to spice up a stew, mm. you know. I mean, there are a lot of ways that we use vinegar. I throw it in my potato salad, mm. you know. Um, and I think you – didn't you just do a really cool video? Oh, yeah. In August, we talked about making herbal vinegars. Mm -hmm. It was the – I was with the Herbal Nerd Society. Oh, OK. And we talked a little bit about, you know, the how-to, how to do – make them and a little bit about using them. Right. So if you want to learn some more, you yeah. know that. So yeah. Herbal Nerd Society. Yeah. Um, but the what process are, actually isn't that difficult. No, it really isn't. One of the things I really loved about Cammie's book, The Herbal Kitchen, was that she's got a really wide variety of uses for the vinegars she suggests. And she gives you a lot of different recipes to right. try out. For me, when I was first starting out, the idea of infusing single herbs in vinegars wasn't that hard to grasp. And I was using whatever herbs I had available. And I would make a gallon. <laughs> You know, or I would make, you know, multiple quarts of these vinegars. And then I wouldn't eat that much salad dressing at that time in my life. So I, they just stacked up on my shelf. Yes. And, and you low to the person that decides that they're going to toss one of those out. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> You're in trouble. And you were. Many, many times. I think times. it still stings. No, it didn't happen many times. I think it happened three times and oh, you were I, 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 I revealed that. Oh, I'm sorry. I know you've also thrown away some of my sour kombuchas and that got you yelled at too. Yeah, because I was going to drink these. <laughs> yes, but they still have value. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, they, but we have 10 gallons. Come on. But um, What's your preferred vinegar for making herbal vinegars? What do you like to use? Lately, I have been using a lot of apple cider vinegar because I have it and it's accessible. Is there a specific type of apple cider vinegar you like to use? Oh, I always go for the raw, mother-in, um, unfiltered, unpasteurized, you know, the stuff that's – That's the that's, stuff you use? Yeah. Yeah. Closest to nature possible. Okay. And I do that because um, the mother – when they say mother-in, what they're really talking about is – Something that looks an awful lot like the scoby on a kombucha. Yeah. So it's the the colony that's created when a vinegar is naturally mm -hmm. allowed to fully ferment and fully vinegarize and do its thing. Right. It's usually not as big as the kombuchas ones get, at least in the vinegars that I've made. But but if it's got that in, if it's raw and unfiltered, then all the probiotic microbiotic cultures probiotic yeah probiotic cultures are there all the little microbes that you want in a good live food are there so those are the ones that I tend to go for if i know for sure for sure for sure there's absolutely no chance of me ever using the vinegar for something that is not like cleaning that's every it's going to be used topically period i may still use a white vinegar because they're inexpensive yeah. And if I'm cleaning a surface, it doesn't need the probiotics inherent in vinegar. It just needs the sour and it needs the um, antiviral and antibacterial and antifungal properties in the plants that will be extracted into the vinegar. Have you been really frustrated with Google searches lately? You want to get your page up high in the rankings and it seems like every time you do a search on your topic, you end up way down at the bottom several pages in. Oh, and the companies at the top are the really, really big ones. You want to contact Mud Paw Design House. 
They are really good at helping with SEO. They'll help you get the right keywords and get your page rankings up. Go to Mudpod Design House at mudpoddesign.com to get your SEO right. Is there a specific, um, you know, it's not just straight vinegar that you're using for the for the cleaning. Is do you put stuff in it? When I'm making a cleaning vinegar, yeah. uh, I don't. I mean, usually I'll use. I might make a cleaning vinegar like a Four Thieves vinegar. So I'm using you know a selection of plants steeped mm-hmm. in the vinegar and then strained out. Um, usually I don't add a lot of essential oils to cleaning vinegars. I might use an essential oil. Like if I'm going to, you know, mop the floor, especially if there's been cold or flu or illness in the house, I might mop the floor using like one of my fourth leaves vinegar. And I might top that off with a few essential oils like tea tree, which is particularly good at killing virulent types of bacteria and and um, right. fungi, you know, like staph infections mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So I might add some for that specific purpose, but usually I don't add essential oils to the vinegars until the moment of use. Yeah, I know, right, right, right. Um, you said four thieves, and for people that don't know what that is, what is what's in that four thieves? We have a recipe. Um, Sue Sierra Lupe wrote a recipe for us oh, okay. on four yep. thieves vinegar, and I will make sure we get a link in the show notes. It includes, if I remember correctly, mugwort, rosemary. Lavender and something else. Is it thyme? I think it might be thyme. Or thyme? Sage. Maybe. I think it might be sage, but I'm not positive. Yeah. But it's a really not good one for disinfecting and cleaning. I like it. Yeah. You know, used it before. Yeah. You know. And it smells nice. Yeah, it smells I mean, nice. It's always a nice thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also use vinegars in your laundry. Yeah, for, yeah. for softening and for yeah, you know. I've used the vinegars in my washing machine. I put them in through the usually through the bleach or the fabric, fabric softener softening. section, right? For softening fabrics, and also I've done that with Four Thieves vinegar as well as with you know vinegars that have other um, anti antifungal and antibacterial types of properties when there's been flu and cold and that sort of thing in the house. It's really good, though, too, even in, in where we're at with the Pacific Northwest because our washing machines, um, if you if you close them yeah. in the winter, um, you will get a funky smell out of them. Yeah, that's that black mold. Yeah, they, it smell. doesn't Mildews take very long for it to start. So the vinegars like help. Yeah. It takes hours. Vinegars really help. Um, mitigate that i think you know if you're not going to leave the door open yeah anyway, it's so funny because we have to do that here because uh, if we don't that happens yeah. back east that wasn't a problem <laughs> yeah where we grew up that was less of a problem yeah i mean yeah you leave anything here and it, there'll be black mold on it <laughs> yeah molds and mildews do flourish in this climate so yeah i was um really enjoyed her i really enjoyed her her techniques and i loved her book um so yeah any other Things we want to talk about with herbal vinegars? Oh, I can't think of any specific. Okay. Well, we do have another question. Oh, do we now? Yeah, another Herbal 101. This one is a little different because it, it kind of comes into the realm of questions we don't typically answer. Oh, okay. So I'm going to read it and then you can answer and we'll go from there. Now, I really apologize to this person because I've never seen this type of name before. So I'm going to do my best to say it. Yeah, it's probably going to be mispronounced. 
Yes. So I believe it would be called Boy Tumelo. Uh, and he says, or she says, Hello, I have been struggling with digestive issues for a while, pain and an irritation. I think I might have ulcers. There's a practitioner that recommends that I must do a colonoscopy. But I've done that before, and I know that is quite uncomfortable. Uh, is there something that you can recommend to soothe and heal my gut lining? That is a really, that's a question that, uh, yeah, you're right. I can't really give you a straight up answer. It's not an easy answer to give. There's so many circumstances and details and things on that yeah. that we have no idea about. So um, just as a, as a FYI for anybody that's submitting questions, those are the kinds of questions that are really hard for us to answer. We can only give you the most generic, generic response, yeah. which you've already had, I'm sure, from somebody else. Um, yeah. Um, so it sounds to me like this person is at a point where seeing a physician is a really wise choice. You know, and as awful as colonoscopy may sound and may be, I mean, I, I, we ha often have to go through really uncomfortable and sometimes painful procedures or processes or routes to get to the root of whatever the problem is. And that's true in all forms of medicine, you know. Well, you know. The, so a colonoscopy might be the best next step to take. Especially if your practitioner is saying, okay, yeah. now this is where we have to go. Yeah. Um, pretty much means that they can't figure out or have helped you and they couldn't figure out what's going on. So now they need to see. Yeah. And that's what will happen. And the other thing too, if you're at a certain age in your life, it's highly recommended to get one. Yeah. Highly recommended. Right. Um, that can be one of the most preventative ways to find colon cancer and any other issues that you may or may not have right. inside your colon. Again, I know I got to have it coming up in the next year or two and I'm not looking forward to it at all. And everyone I've talked to says not a pleasant experience. No, I don't you know, anticipate it would be. I can say that there are a variety of ways you can approach ulcers with herbalism, but you really need to know the type of ulcer that you have. So that's another reason why getting the colonoscopy and doing whatever other diagnostic tests are necessary to identify that will be really helpful. So I would, I would recommend that you do get the colonoscopy as your doctor has suggested, that whatever other tests your doctor may suggest would probably, you know, talk with your practitioner, but make your own choices. But probably your doctor is going to help you identify the actual cause and the root of it. Once you have that identified, I would recommend seeing a clinical herbalist, someone who has experience with digestive issues, and talking with them directly about what types of plants might be good, which medicines might be good. Right. I know there are ways to handle flare-ups with ulcers. I know that there are ways to soothe, and there are also ways to prevent um, ulcers from flaring up. I have heard of people healing ulcers entirely. I don't have my own. I cannot have. Ex I don't have experience in working with ulcers directly, so I really can't make any promises. Mm -hmm. There are an awful lot of herbs that help to soothe the gut lining in general. And it's really important, I think, to know if it's an ulcer or not before you start looking for ways to soothe the symptom. First, find out what the real cause is. Yeah. So it's very easy to band-aid symptoms. You know, you, you might get 
you know, the herbs that you think are going to be soothing, and they will soothe your, your gut lining for a while. And whether it's an ulcer or, God forbid, it's something else or something worse, you're covering up the symptom. You won't figure out what it is, and it's going to get worse underneath that Band-Aid rather than better if you're not addressing it. Yeah. So, yeah. so it'll feel like it's better, but it really isn't. Yeah. And that's one of the things that's really a challenge in herbalism, particularly in modern herbalism, not so much practice as it is practice, but also the information that's available. Mm-hmm. It's really easy to get classes on a variety of herbs and classes on how to use herbs for this symptom or that symptom or this you know condition or that one. But we aren't necessarily in those classes getting all the information we need on how to fully diagnose exactly whether or not this symptom is being is the root this symptom or the symptom set might be here because there's something else even deeper that's more problematic and that's where you know physicians and therapists and licensed medical practitioners can be very helpful so all right well i hope that answers the question to the best that we can but um and good luck to you good luck to you yeah all right so with that put put a nerve on on it. it The statements made about herbs and products on this podcast have not been evaluated by the United States Food and Drug Administration, FDA, and are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. All information provided on this podcast or any affiliated websites is for informational purposes only and is not intended as a substitute for advice from your physician or other healthcare professional. You should not use the information on this podcast and its affiliated websites for a diagnosis or treatment of any health problem. Always consult with a healthcare professional before starting any new vitamins, supplements, diet, or exercise program before taking any medication, or if you have or suspect you might have a health problem. Any testimonials, questions, or case studies are based on individual results and do not constitute a guarantee that you will achieve the same results.